Welcome to Hub City Homers. This is a baseball preview for the 2023 Texas Tech baseball season. My name is Jack, and I will be flying solo for your baseball preview this season. Uh, first things first, let's jump into it. I'm recording this the day before the season starts, so this is Thursday afternoon as I'm recording this. And the first thing that I need to discuss are injuries. Um, we know this team has a lot of depth, and it's a good thing. Um, I mentioned in my preview article that Jack Washburn is out for the year. Uh, that stands. Um, since then, we've learned that Jake Dukart is out for the year. This would have been his last year of eligibility, so he has retired from baseball on his own will and accord. Um, sucks that he never got to play here, um, but because of his back injury, he is uh, done with baseball. Also, new updates as opposed to injuries. Travis Sanders, the star middle infielder recruit, true freshman, will be out six to eight weeks with a stress fracture in his lower back. Uh, another back injury. Um, also, uh, Derek Bridges is out for an extended amount of time. Right now, the timeline for Bridges to get back out in the bullpen is somewhere around conference play. So, um, you know, that first conference series is against TCU. That's the last weekend, March 1st weekend of April. Uh, so it would be March 31st, April 1st, April 2nd uh, in Lubbock against TCU. So, um, also a couple of other house cleaning uh, things. Tim Tadlock did name the starters yesterday for this weekend. Kyle Robinson will start on Friday. Mason Molina will start on Saturday. And Bo Blessy will start on Sunday. The Monday starter is to be determined. Um, with that being said, let's just go ahead and dive into it. I'm going to kind of break down um, starting at in the infield, uh, then move to the outfield, talk about hitting, uh, and then lastly, I will touch on the pitching staff. Um, I just start from closing, going out, uh, you know, starting at catch, you know, you have Hudson White coming back, um, all Big 12, uh, Big 12 freshman of the year. Um, Hudson White, ironically, did all this in his first season playing catcher full-time. Uh, he, he played, he played shortstop in high school for those that don't know. And, um, he'll definitely be, still be behind the plate for a lot of the time, but you could also see him at third a little bit this season, uh, to try and get some of the other talented guys, uh, behind the plate as well, get them some time. Uh, and by those guys, obviously I'm talking about, uh, Kevin Bazell and Dylan Maxey, uh, Maxey, a highly touted true freshman coming in. Uh, Zell redshirted last year for the Red Raiders. Um, first base, I would expect to see Gavin Cash. Uh, Gavin Cash transferred in. He was uh, behind Ivan Melendez uh, at Texas. And instead of waiting, he ended up transferring and coming to Texas Tech. Looks like he will have that first baseman spot on lock. Uh, everyone knows what he can do with the bat. He's extremely talented with the bat. Um, but the coaching staff has said that they're very encouraged by what they've seen with his defensive uh, skills at first base. 
so far in the fall and these uh, early, I guess you could call them late winter, early spring practices. I don't know. Um, it looks like Gavin Cash will be at uh, first. Uh, third base, I mentioned uh, Kevin Bazell will probably get the start there. His bat is just too good to keep on the bench. Um, like I said, you could see uh, White down there at third. You could also see Dylan Maxey down there at third at some point. Um, but as of right now, uh, I would definitely – it definitely seems to me as though it will be um, Bazell's spot to lose um middle infield here's where we kind of get a little iffy and by that uh i'm i mentioned that because you know everyone considered travis sanders to be a lock i considered travis sanders to be a lock um then you know we kind of heard that his stock was a little on the down slope uh, just because of his, uh, some of his um, defensive issues. And now, uh, obviously, comes out that he had um, he had back issue. So he's, he's out for six to eight weeks. Um, as I mentioned, um, this opens up things for a couple of names that I haven't mentioned. I didn't mention them really in my preview. That's because I didn't have that much info on them at the time. Uh, at second base, I, I'd be looking to see Austin Green. And Austin Green is a an extremely uh, interesting prospect. He is a very good middle infielder. And... Uh, it looks like he'll be starting with Will Burns at shortstop. Um, interestingly enough, Will Burns reclassified and is actually coming into this year as a 17-year-old. Uh, right now, a typical high schooler would be in their last semester of high school. Uh, he is at Tech, and he got to come in early because he is also uh, going to be listed as a quarterback on the football team for Joey McGuire. Joey McGuire had a big role and getting Burns to Tech early, and uh, he's going to do both for the time being. Um, we'll see what happens, but uh, right now, it, Burns has put on a show since he's gotten here over Christmas break, and it looks like that, as of now, he's going to win that starting shortstop spot, um, which is, I don't want to say shocking, but it's shocking uh, it's not really something that any of us had uh, on the card as of yet. Um, other guys to look for in there, obviously, is Tracer Lopez. Um, Lopez is a also a very highly talented uh, infielder, uh, middle infielder, can play a little third, uh, is athletic enough to play the outfield, but the outfield is extremely talented as well. Um, so I would expect to see Lopez in at least one game in this Gonzaga series, if not more. It just depends on what we get out of Burns. Um, so it's a very interesting uh, situation in the infield right now. Um, like I mentioned, there's a lot of depth, and um, it's good that Tech has it because with injuries, uh, it's going to showcase just how just how deep they are. 
Um, you know, in my preview, I had listed that I've had I had Sanders and Ducart starting in the in on the uh, left side of the infield, and then I had uh, I had Lopez at second and Cash at first. So, like I said, things are changing quickly, um, but we're getting it covered. Um, moving on to the outfield, we're just going to, like I said, we're going to move quickly through this, and then we can go back and kind of uh, zero in on some certain things that I feel uh, necessary. I want to keep this at about 30 minutes so it's easy to hit before uh, you watch that game tomorrow at 1 p.m. against Gonzaga. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Um Moving on to the pitching, I mentioned Kyle Robinson will start Friday, uh, Mason Molina on Saturday, Bo Blessy on Sunday. Um, this puts three guys. They Tim Tadlock yesterday in his media avail- availability said that um, he had the idea of a, of six possible guys that could pitch in these starting roles, and so he ended up with Robinson. Uh, Molina and Blessy as his three. Um, he still hasn't decided on Monday. We'll see what happens there. Um, but the other three that he mentioned in possibilities for that role were Brendan Gurton, Trendon Parrish, and Tabor Fast. Um, I mentioned Tabor Fast in my uh, preview. He's the number one left-handed pitcher out of the state of Washington. Um, he's going to be a live arm. He's got, He has a really good arm and... Uh, Red Raider fans will want to know his name over the next couple of years. We all know Brendan Gurton and Trendon Parrish. Gurton did get that uh, medical redshirt, so he will still be considered a redshirt sophomore on this team um, as opposed to his junior, which is what he is academic-wise. Guys in the bullpen, you'll, you'll recognize Andrew Devine, Josh Sanders, um, Brandon Beckel. Um, that's kind of where it ends. I, I didn't mention uh, I didn't mention Derek Bridges because, like I mentioned earlier, um, he's injured and will be hurt most likely until the start of conference play. Um, new guys coming in. Um, Zane Petty, big one you want to watch for. Um. Jacob Rogers, good one. Damian Bravo, Jack Livingstone. Um, all young guys. Uh, it's, this bullpen's kind of broken up half and half when it comes to uh, kind of guys with experience and, and new freshmen. Uh, Tim Tadlock did say yesterday that this is probably the most turnover he's ever had on a roster, including his first year at Tech. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at. Um but a lot of these guys are extremely talented. Um, when it comes to the, uh, or I guess you could say they're talented or they wouldn't be playing here. Um, I just noticed I'm getting ahead of myself. I didn't even touch on the outfielders, so we'll I guess we'll go back to them after I'm done with the pitchers. But um, like I mentioned, Trenton Parrish uh, and Brennan Gurton both had injuries last year. Gurton missed a majority of the year. Um, and Trenton Parrish uh, went out late last season, didn't get to pitch in the postseason. Uh, the injury ended up not being as bad as originally first thought, so didn't require surgery. He's back full throw, has been throwing 
uh, since the fall, actually. So that's good news. Brennan Gurton's back, uh, full health. Again, it'll take some time for him to get back into the swing of things, but uh, I, I don't think it'll take him that much time. Uh, I'm really interested to see how this pitching staff, uh, you know, plays in this, not just in the non-conference, but in the conference. You know, we've had we've had those injuries for a while and some injury issues. Um, unfortunately, with this team, you know, everyone deals with injury issues before. It just always kind of seems to me, and I and I know to most Red Raider fans that um, here lately the injury bug has bitten Tech extremely hard. And um, I can't argue with that. I, I think it's it's pretty accurate, and um, it sucks. But you know that's where we're at. We have the depth, so we'll see what happens. Um, I'm gonna jump back to the outfield because I totally skipped on them. Um, you have no. You have a bunch of guys. You have two starters returning. You have uh, Dylan Carter and Owen Washburn uh, returning. So you have a steady uh, platoon of guys out there. Um, I think this might be the most talent, some one of the most talented outfields Tech has ever had. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the uh, 2019 team or 2020 team, 2021 uh, team with Drew Baker uh, and Dylan Noisy and Issa Morell. A lot of, lot of talent, a lot of talent. Um, everyone knows what Dylan Carter can do. Uh, he's quick. He's a hell of a glove and center. Um, everyone knows what Owen Washburn could do. Owen Washburn finished second in freshman, uh, Big 12 Freshman of the Year voting behind Hudson White. Um, has a heck of a bat. Everyone knows he can make the plays. You know, he got hurt last year, uh, sacrificing his body going into that fence at, at TCU. Uh, I was at that game. It's pretty crazy. And um, the left field spot is going to be the one that's open. Um, you have transfer Nolan Hester. Um, I would expect to see him in game one, uh, just for, uh, I guess for the experience, um, Jarrett Curtis and Gage Harrelson are going to be fighting for, uh, are going to be fighting for some playing time out there in that outfield. I don't know if I would say that I'd be shocked if I saw either one or both of them, um, by the end of this Gonzaga series. Their speed is serious, and uh, from what I know, from what I've heard about Curtis and Harrelson, uh, they both have a good glove to back up the speed um, and have pretty average to above average bats. So um, it's going to be hard to keep all those guys off the the field. Um, Obviously, Ty Coleman will be DH. I would not expect to see Ty Coleman, uh, you know, miss a game. whether he might get a couple of games this season in the field, I'm not sure, but uh, I would I'd be shocked if Ty Coleman missed a game uh, that wasn't due to injury or something else of that nature. Um, basically, uh, just gonna go back through what I have. Um, you know, I, I didn't touch on a few names, uh, some good stories that are back. Drew Woodcox is back with the Red Raiders. Um, he was on the team in 21. Uh, didn't see a whole lot of playing time played. I think about maybe 8 to 10 games. Uh, transferred out to Rice. Uh, 
and then uh, met with Tadlock after last season, and Tadlock wanted him back, so he's back. Um, Vulatich is back for another season. You know, he came in clutch in some uh, at bats last year. Didn't play a whole lot of games, but he's a very good, he's a he's a plus bat, and uh, he's gonna bust his ass on every play that he's out there. So um, that's another good. Uh, you know, experienced guy to have on your roster. Um, other guys, you know, Ryan Brome is back. Uh, Brome has an above average bat. So, like I mentioned, this team is deep. It's extremely deep. And um, I really, I mean, I really, truly, honestly see, you know, that once uh, Sanders gets back to full health, um, <laughs> there could be two separate. Uh, you know, infields that could plug and play at different positions that uh, you might not lose hardly any production at all. I, I truly think that's how good the squad is. And um, I think that you're going to be seeing a lot of uh, the talent early against Gonzaga uh, this weekend. Um, I want to run through the schedule real quick, at least the front end. Uh, before non-conference. Uh, and I do want to touch, I did make a mistake earlier. I mentioned that TCU is the first series of the Big 12 play. That's incorrect. Uh, the first series of Big 12 play is Oklahoma State, which is March 17th. So that's Friday, March 17th. Um, that weekend in Lubbock against Oklahoma State. The weekend after is at Texas in Austin, then the weekend after that is TCU at home. Um, for those of you that listen and live in Austin, that is Friday the 24th, Saturday the 25th, Sunday the 26th, um, all at Dishfalk in Austin. Uh, for those of you that live in the Austin area, or shit, if you want to drive from DFW or San Antonio, Houston, wherever you're at listening to this, uh, if you want to make that trip to Austin, um, I'm sure it'd be pretty fun. We've had some we've had some pretty good success there over the past uh, couple of seasons. Um, now going back, I want to I want to get into this uh, at least the front end of this schedule. I wrote in my uh, in my preview that the schedule is pretty weak. Um, I stand by that. Uh, this isn't a uh, schedule that features a lot of um, tough teams other outside of conference play. Um, like I mentioned, we have two games at Stanford uh, in the middle of April. Uh, I think the tournament in uh, the Shriners College Classic in Houston, um, that's against Rice, Michigan, and Texas A&M. So uh, I think that that is probably your toughest stuff outside of the Stanford games uh, conference-wise, or not, should I say non-conference-wise. Um 37 home games this season for the Red Raiders. Uh, but first, I really want to just jump into the first eight. Um, the first eight are going to be Gonzaga and Western Illinois. Uh, Gonzaga is this weekend, so you have a game Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, the Western Illinois is a bit different. Western Illinois, you're going to have Friday, then you're going to have a doubleheader Saturday, and then uh, the final game Sunday at 1 p.m. Um Tech should realistically win all eight of these games. 
uh, Gonzaga lost. Gonzaga was a surprise last year. Uh, They made it to a regional. I believe it was the Virginia Tech regional uh, in Blacksburg, and they were eliminated. They lost a lot from that pitching staff. Um, they don't, they, I think they do return a decent amount of position players. I, I think they return like six or seven guys, uh, from the field. Uh, but like I mentioned, they lost a lot of starting pitching and bullpen arms as well. Uh, not just from the draft, but from guys transferring to, um, a little bit larger programs as well. Um, Overall, looking at this roster, there's a lot of depth, as I mentioned, and I feel like I'm getting repetitive, but I just want to drive home the fact that um, you may be looking and seeing a lot of guys that you think may be getting playing time, and maybe they're not early. Um, There are a lot of competitive spots and a lot of competitive players pretty much everywhere on the field. Um, There are legitimately three guys who could start at catcher for any power five D one conference, uh, team. So D one power five conference team, um, that's sec included. I I think all three of these guys are talented enough to do that. Um, you know, middle infield is a lot of talent. It's young, but, there's a lot of pieces, and I think when Sanders gets back healthy, if they want to run him out there and, uh, you know, kind of play him, even though he won't get a medical red shirt, we'll see what the staff wants to do, if they want to take their time on it, or if they want to, uh, you know, kind of get him back out there as soon as possible. Um, we've seen it go either way in recent years. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I also want to talk about, you know, the third base. There are, like I mentioned, Bazell will probably start at third. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see maybe Woodcox over there for a little bit. Um, maybe even Vuletic at times. Third base is a really open position. There could be a lot of guys slot in and out over there. Um, you don't really have the continuity that you've had over the past six, seven, eight years. For Tech, you don't have Josh Young over there, and you don't have Parker Kelly over there anymore. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens now at third base. Um, This is a lot of roster turnover. There are going to be a lot of new names to learn. Uh, Like I mentioned, your starters from last year are Hudson White, Dylan Carter, Owen Washburn, and Ty Coleman. Uh, That's it. Uh, Your entire infield is gone. Uh, you lost Cole Stillwell, you lost Jace Young, you lost Kurt Wilson, Parker Kelly, Easton Morrell. Um, you know, all those guys are gone. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And I have a really good feeling about this team. I really do. I, I think that they're extremely young, but I think they're extremely talented for their age, um, which is going to be a very positive uh, mark for Tim Tadlock's squad. Um, I think you'll see some growing pains early, as is to be expected with some younger guys, some uh, younger uh, everyday players. Um, but I also think you're going to be extremely surprised with the just raw athleticism and raw talent that this team has as well going forward. Um, 
I wrote in my article, in my preview, that I expected this team to contend in the Big 12. Um, even with the injuries, I stand by it. I, I think that um, the non-conference schedule is, is weak enough that you can definitely uh, expect you know, maybe some guys that aren't going to play in conference play to get some run during non-conference play, out of the bullpen at least. And I think you're going to be good enough just to over uh, overpower these guys with talent um, just based on just raw athleticism. Whereas opposed to conference play, you know, you might be a little more talented, but uh, you have to be more fundamental and uh, and just sound with your mechanics than, uh, than possibly a non-conference game against, you know, Western Illinois or... Um, you know, Iowa or UT Arlington. Um, I think that, like I mentioned, there's 37 games at home this year. Uh, if you're able, you should get out to the law. Um, I'm definitely going to make the trip in from Dallas for at least uh, one weekend. I'm eyeing TCU weekend right now. Um, that's my plan. Um, if you want to get in there for Oklahoma State, I mean, and shit, if you live in Lubbock, I'd be there. There's plenty of opportunities, like I mentioned. Uh, there are some midweek series in there. There's a Tuesday game against New Mexico, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday against UT Arlington, uh, and then you got like an Abilene Christian, North Dakota State, Grand Canyon. You got t- you. There are definitely a lot of opportunities to see this team play at home, uh, and you should take advantage of it. Um, I do want to thank everyone for listening. I know this has been kind of quick, and that was kind of the point, was just to kind of scroll through or just kind of go through and get uh, get through all of the house cleaning items we needed to touch on before the season started. Um, I'm excited, man. I, I I don't know if y'all can tell it in my voice, but I'm I, I'm so excited. I've been I've been eyeing this day, uh, you know, for quite some time now. I, I think that when it's kind of disappointing on um, the basketball side of things that, uh, it's a little easy to look forward to, uh, baseball and granted over the past, you know, five, six years, we really haven't had to look forward to it. Um, cause we've been extremely successful in basketball and, you know, I, I hope personally, I hope that those guys have finally figured it out. It seems that they got something going in the right direction. Um, so, uh, I hope they can, uh, continue that and, uh, you know, just be positive for the rest of the season. Uh, you know, maybe throw on a little run, maybe put some pressure on those guys that pick the bubble teams that get in to, you know, get Texas Tech in that. So um, hopefully that happens, and maybe by that time, you know, we'll be in the middle of conference play for baseball, and, you know, we'll be moving right along. But um, as I mentioned, I expect this team to contend and, uh, you know, be in the top half of the league at least. That's not – any crazy thing to ask for. Um, Texas is down in terms of uh, where they're normally at at this time uh, in the year. You know, their their projections are down. Um, lost a lot of talent uh, after last year. Um, OU lost a lot. Uh, and so I, I truly think that, you know, Oklahoma State and TCU are going to be, uh, are going to be your main, competition uh in the big 12 race this year and um luckily for us we have both of them at home 
Um, Oklahoma State, uh, you know, Tim Tadlock has just had Oklahoma State's number pretty much ever since he got to Lubbock, <clears throat> and at least Josh Holiday's number ever since he got to uh, Stillwater. So um, it'll be good to see those teams have to travel to Lubbock. Um, I know, like I mentioned, Tech has to go to Austin um, and Norman, but um, I think that if you can find your spot by then, then uh, Tech should be very competitive in those games. Um, again, I want to thank y'all for listening. Um, we got a game tomorrow. It's crazy to say, first pitch is tomorrow, uh, 1 p.m. on ESPN Plus against Gonzaga. That is tomorrow, February 17th at 1 p.m. Central against Gonzaga. Uh, for the rest of the series, there's Saturday, February 18th, 1 p.m., against Gonzaga Sunday, the 19th, 1 p.m. against Gonzaga, and then Monday, the 20th, is an 11 a.m. first pitch against Gonzaga. All games are on ESPN Plus and on the radio with the Texas Tech Sports Network. Again, my name is Jack. I want to thank you all so much for listening to this preview, and hopefully, you know, we'll be talking about it uh, in a couple weeks with how good the baseball team's been playing. We will touch on baseball, uh, each week during our normal episodes now that the season has started and we're winding up basketball. So uh, it's about time for baseball to take a front seat, and uh, I'm, I'm here for it. So uh, we're going to start this season off right, and I'll be here to watch the whole thing with you guys. So thanks for listening. Wreck them.